Welcome to Your Football Fantasy. Hey, shitheads. Uh, welcome back to Your Football Fantasy. This is our very first ever Tuesday episode. Uh, it's going to be quick. We're going to run through just a handful of things for you that you need to know uh, for tonight's waiver wire ads. Okay, and we're going to run through some guys you should pick up, some guys you should avoid, maybe even a trade target or two uh, before ending off with our Thursday preview. Get you ready for Thursday night's game because week two is just around the corner. It's me, Dweez Nuts, your host. Sitting here with me is the Bullfrog, no big whiz tonight. You ready for a quick one? Absolutely. It's been a great week. Looking to go undefeated, winning money in the daily. Let's roll. Ooh, I hope you all looked up his uh, daily lineup on, on Twitter. That one you posted there won you some money, didn't it, buddy? Yeah, a little late. Next next week I'll try to get it out for you guys a little earlier. That way you can copy, paste, and win yourself some money. Forgot Let's start that. off here with some waiver wire pickups. It's week one, so we know there are going to be a lot of them. Uh, I'm going to jump in right off the gates here, and uh, let's talk about Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, guys, he uh, he's a running back for the Denver Broncos. Undrafted kid, small little white. Is he white? Looks white. I have no small idea. Small little white guy. I don't around. know if he's white or not, but he's a small little guy. Uh, he's he comes in as the proposed scat back. It looks like clearly like he's taken the number two role ahead of. Uh, Booker on that offense. In fact, he ended up with 17 touches on the night out of nowhere, which matched Royce Freeman. 71 rushing yards on 15 rushing attempts. That also matched Royce Freeman, guys. As I was watching this kid play, I couldn't help but think that he looked a whole lot like Danny Woodhead in his play and his stature. And if he's if he could do anything like that moving forward, he's going to be a value in your league. You remember that Danny Woodhead was always a top 12 PPR back. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think it was a fluke. Uh, I think he's going to be a thorn in Royce Freeman owner's sides all year long as he comes in maybe in the red zone or maybe just on third downs or stealing whole series away uh, and uh, carves out a role for himself on that offense. Give me one that you have. Philip Lindsay, I'll tell you right now, 4% owned in Yahoo League. So he is available in your waiver wire. Yeah, he's definitely not a white guy, uh, but he is. He looks a, but he is a little. He is a little man, five eight one sixty five. That's for all you listeners out there. That's me, buddy, right there to a T. To a T. Except for you know, I am a white man, and he's not quite. But uh, anyway, you know, we got on here Philip Dorsett. Uh, talk about him real quick. Definitely had a good week one. Um, I'm not completely buying in on Philip Dorsett, but he is a guy to add if you are in need of wide receiver depth. Um, This week they got the Jags, so you might get another two weeks out of him. I wouldn't play him this week, but maybe weeks three and four until Edelman gets back, and then it's just going to have to wait and see how it shakes out. Uh, That's my take on Dorsett. If you were a Hogan owner, you drafted Hogan, I might might pick up Dorsett here. 76% of the snaps last night's game. Uh, one strategy here, if you don't get him, don't worry about it. He's going to be dropped next week after the Jacksonville Jaguars shut him down. You can get him the week after. Another oh, yeah. One more thing I wanted to add on Lindsay was that literally is looking like a split, spitting image of the Minnesota offense. Two running backs, mm-hmm. McKinnon, Murray. Mm-hmm. Now you got Freeman and Lindsay. You got two wide receivers that had solid games. I mean, Case Keenum might be running the same fantasy value that he did last year in Minnesota. That'd be amazing. That offense in general looked good. Let's talk about another wide receiver that I think looked good yesterday. Uh, Ryan Grant, Indianapolis Colts. He's the guy that ended up winning. 
Wow. He's the guy that ended up winning that second wide receiver role across from T.Y. Hilton. Uh, nine targets on the game, which is awesome. Much like Nelson Aguilar on Thursday night, though, none of them went for more than a handful of yards. So he had nine catches, uh, or eight catches, I think, on those nine targets, but only for 40 or so yards. So in PPR, yeah, he might be a machine for you. Don't expect much deep downfield as Andrew Luck has yet to throw it downfield. Somebody that you could look to add as a flex in your PPR leagues coming out of this week. Next guy on the list, Naheem Hines, 14 touches. Wilkins had 17, nine targets in the past game. I see Hines as kind of an add if you lost a running back due to injury maybe or a wide receiver due to injury. I don't think I'm dropping necessarily a guy that's healthy just because he had like a bad week one. Um, but definitely a guy that you could add if you need some depth. You know, you got beat up on injuries after week one. Yeah, and, you know, this is a stash to see. Let's see what happens when Marlon Mack comes back. Yeah, exactly. Hines was used a lot more than I expected after he fumbled it seven times in the preseason. So I'll give him credit there where it's due. Another running back here that I like, TJ Yeldon. Obviously, Fournette's hamstring injury took him out of the game. So Yeldon came in and did the bulk of the work. Corey Grant came in on occasion, but Yeldon was definitely the man there. I don't think there's going to be a lot of standalone value for Yeldon uh, when, when Fournette is healthy. But you know what? Hamstrings can be nagging for running backs. Uh, it, it may be a week or two. Maybe Fournette comes back and realizes it was too soon and Yeldon gets some touches again. So I think maybe for the next couple of weeks, Yeldon might be somebody that you can run out there. Uh, we said they're playing the New England Patriots. Uh, had a pretty stout run defense this last go-around, but but you know that Jacksonville offensive line is strong. So maybe, maybe a stash to see what happens with Fournette with Yeldon there. You might be real happy with your pick. My favorite... Uh, out of the group of, uh, this guy's 25% owning Yahoo Leagues, which is kind of a lot, but not as much as it should be. This is Chris Thompson. We talked about him a lot in the offseason. You know, we had that broken leg. He was nervous about that broken leg. Well, he went five carries, 65 yards, six catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. It looks like he's fucking fine. His leg is fine. His head is absolutely fine. And Alex Smith likes this kid in Washington. He has a solid role next to AP. And if look, if Adrian Peterson ends up being the starter number one all year, he doesn't catch the ball at all. So Chris Thompson has lots of work ahead of him. And if he can keep doing what he did this last week, uh, he, he may be a starter week in and week out on your roster. I mean, he's one of the more dynamic, athletic running backs in the league right now by, by the eyeball test. Spend the bulk of your fab money if you're doing it on Chris Thompson, put him at the top of your list. Anybody else you like? A couple quick guys here. Uh, Janu, Jonu, I'm not really sure how to say his name. Smith out of Tennessee. Walker's out for the season. Uh, this is a guy you could pick up and stash as a backup tight end. I don't think he's start-worthy yet, but he might develop into one. Uh, Geronimo Allison, you know, I think there was plenty of years. If, if Rodgers comes back and healthy and he's not going to miss a lot of time, Geronimo Allison... A couple years back, Rodgers carried three wide receivers fantasy-wise when James Jones was their number three receiver. Cobb was start-worthy. Uh, Jordy was start-worthy. James Jones was scoring 12 touchdowns as a number three guy. I think Geronimo Allison might be stepping into that role. But my favorite of the week's got to be Tyler Time Lock. out real quick. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Can I just put that out there in his half-torn you... ACL? Bears fan here, real pissed about last night. Go ahead with your favorite pickup here. You know, he might be out for the season. He might have just wanted to finish that one game and beat Dick. the Bears. But uh, Tyler Lockett, 
favorite favorite pickup of the week. Uh, definitely as far as wide receivers goes. He's about 50-50 owned, so he might be already snatched up in your league. But if he's available, Doug Baldwin's on two bad knees now, not just one. They haven't decided how long he's going to be out, which means he's definitely going to be out for a while. Partial uh, MCL tear there, and that's on his good knee. So Tyler Lockett, definitely a pickup. Uh yeah, that's it for pickups I think we got this week. Now, the uh, next segment we want to do, which we think is just as important as who you should pick up, this is who you shouldn't. These are smokescreen guys, guys that looked really good, and a lot of people in a lot of leagues might be looking at that, picking them up after a big week. But we think these guys are not worth the ad. I'll start right here. It's got to be Darren Sproles. If you watched the first half of that Thursday game, he was on the field for a, the huge majority of the snaps. In fact, he got the bulk of the snap share in the backfield over the course of the game. Only 12 touches, but this is not something that's sustainable. Darren Sproles is not going to be the guy. Jay Ajayi was coming off of an injury. You have to imagine they wanted to see how he felt after a half a play before that he really got in there, and he did big time in the second half. Don't trust Darren Sproles to take much, much more than a... Uh, on occasion, third down spell roll on this offense. Not somebody that you want to pick up. Let somebody else in your league make that mistake. I agree 100%. Why don't you take the next guy on your list here as well? I'm not yep. sure what you got going with Jaquim Grant, okay? So Jaquim Grant, wide receiver of Miami Dolphins. He, Albert Wilson, and Danny Amendola had, were sort of in a three-person rotation across from Kenny Stills. And it just so happened that Jaquim Grant was on the field when that particular position was open the majority of the time. So he out he outperformed Wilson and Amendola in that role. Uh, don't expect that to happen ever again. He's not nearly as talented as either of those other two guys, but he did catch a lot of passes. Uh, he did look pretty prolific on the field, so somebody's going to want him in your league. He's already 19% owned. I don't really know how. Let other people in your league take him because uh, you'll be fine holding off. Uh, Amendola, Wilson, these are the guys that you really want in that in that second receiver role on the Dolphins. Must be the 19% of leagues that include return yards. Yeah, maybe. Because wasn't he the one that took it to the house? Yeah. He's, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, smokescreen guy would be the one and only QB1 after week one, and that is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he's a streaker, man. I don't know if literally or not, but uh, he's a streaker. Uh, <laughs> and he showed it week one against that Saints defense that's uh, pathetic, apparently. Uh, but again, coming up, you know, he's got some tough matchups. He's got Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Chicago. Winston will be back for the Chicago game. I'm not buying into the hype. That was it. He blew his load. It's he, over. He blew it hard. If you start him, you are done. You are silly. You're playing past points. You're playing in the past. You can't win in fantasy like that, guys. Yeah, those are three tough ma tough matchups. And again, he's not a guy that has been consistent week to week ever in his career. Anybody else? Our smokescreen guys. Just the boy, uh, Will Dill Disley. Yeah, we're gonna right. diss him and leave him on the smokescreen list. Mm. Uh, again, same thing as uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He had his career game week one. Don't buy into it. He's leave the blocking him. tight end. Uh, on the team there in Seattle. Nick Vanette is the guy that you want if you want any tight end. I know he didn't do a whole lot in in the offense, but uh, you know if Baldwin is out for an a, extended period of time, the tight end might be a valuable position, might be a valuable uh, red zone, end zone position if this offense ever decides they want to get into positive uh, yardage on the field. I don't think they were in in Carolina's uh, on Carolina's side of the 50, but a couple of times in that game, so... If they ever do, maybe Vanette becomes valuable. Disley's not it. 
I got one more guy, though, talking about Seattle. You know, maybe put a little B. Marsh on your radar. Ooh. How about some Brandon Marshall love? Well, look, Brandon Marshall can score touchdowns, yeah. but again, he's not going to do in much Maybe in a standard league. You know, maybe in a standard league, he might run that tight end kind of look. Mm-hmm. You know, not much separation, but man, what else they got up there? Wouldn't wouldn't be terribly surprised. Yeah, he might be a guy. If not now, keep your eye on Brandon Marshall. See what he does these next couple weeks. You're dead to me. Next segment, guys. We're looking at folks that are uh, players that are just dead to me. Okay. Uh, there's only one this week. This is Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber was coming up on people's rankings as he was named the, the solid starter on that team. Ronald Jones, I think, was even listed as inactive going into the game. Peyton Barber had every fucking thing going his way in this game. They led the whole way. They were up big against New Orleans for a good while in there. Uh, they, they Tampa Bay did try to run the clock out. With Peyton Barber, and it didn't happen. Some stats here. He had 19 attempts, 3.6 yards per carry on those 19, which sounds bad, but not terrible. Well, he had one 23-yard run. Take that away, his yards per carry dropped to 2.5. Okay? Now, in the second half, when they were trying to kill the clock, his yards per carry dropped from 2.5 to 1.7. On top of that, zero targets in the passing game. This guy who had every opportunity to succeed in this role did not. So... He's dead to me. He should be dead to you. Drop him. For one of those guys we listed earlier. Let's make a deal. We got any trade targets? Anybody that underperformed that we think people in in their leagues should go out and try to trade for now while their stock is low? Yeah, we've got two of them on the board. Uh, I'm going to let you take number two. I'll take the first guy. That's going to be Alex Collins. Uh, you know, he looked good on his one touchdown run. That was about the only run he did look good on. Uh, he did have a fumble. They rested him in the blowout. You know, you might think that he was rested because they got a Thursday game coming up. That's a short turnaround. So I think now might be a good time to try to buy low on Collins and get him as your number two running back. I still believe in him. I still believe he's the guy. Dixon's hurt again already. Buck Allen's more of your uh, change of pace guy, a little bit of the third down action. I still think Collins would be your top dog runner, and I think that looks like a pretty good Baltimore team. They look really good. And and you know that Alex Collins owner who drafted him in the third, fourth, maybe probably fourth round, is reeling after watching Kenneth Dixon double his carry count. But it was all about the game script. Uh, don't buy into it. You're right there. The other guy that I think you should look at trading for is Deshaun Watson. Talk about a disappointing performance. That first half in New England looked like fucking piss-poor hot trash. Uh, But look, he was missing Will Fuller. His wide receiver core was pretty beat up. The second half, uh, Watson looked a lot better in the second half. He started completing passes, starting going down the field. You know, we'll see what that offensive line does. I think, obviously, he's going to live or die by that offensive line. But Deshaun Watson is going to come back from that performance. I don't think he'll be... As amazing as a lot of folks expect, but it'll be a whole lot better than where he ended last season so or, or last week. So Yeah, if somebody wants to get rid of him, go maybe, for him. Maybe worth a look, a speculative look, right? Just throw throw some offers out for these guys. See if you can pick them up on the cheap. Especially if you're a Rodgers owner and we find out that Ooh. he's going to be missing some time. That could be a good uh, change it up and go get him. Absolutely. 
All right, let's look to ahead to Thursday night. We have a game coming up Thursday night that is the Ravens versus the Bengals. You won't hear from us again before then, so we're going to give you just a quick preview of the game. Uh, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Just talked about them. Look like they're going to be a strong team. Just fucking destroyed the Buffalo Bills this week. Are there guys on this roster that you think are really worth starting this week? Uh, or conversely, guys on that roster that you think are worth sitting this week against that Cincinnati D? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to start Collins. We just talked about him. I'm thinking he's going to get a lot more work. He's going to be well-rested. Uh, it's going to be a closer game. He's not going to be sat for this crazy fucking blowout for sure. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's defense is a little good. I think Crabtree might have a hard time getting open. Uh, so maybe John Brown could be a guy on your radar. I don't think I'll start Flacco. Uh, maybe John Brown. But, you know, if I were any of these guys, I'm thinking i got better options. I'm probably just going to stick with Collins as far as the Ravens go. Here's why I like John Brown, right? Last week in Indianapolis, uh, T.Y. Hilton and Ryan Grant, both small guys playing out of the slot, running those short intermediate routes. Uh, they did really well. Both of them had, what, six, seven, I think seven or eight uh, catches, and they were open. So I think the middle of that field is going to be just fine. John Brown runs that same kind of route. I think there's holes to be found there. Uh, and, and I don't really love starting Flacco there, but, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing you could do. It might be a streamable quarterback for the week. Uh, as far as who we, who we should sit on this team, it's got to be those Ravens tight ends. Um, you know, even though Cincinnati let up a whole shitload of catches to the tight end last week, to both Doyle and Ebron caught that touchdown, right? There's three tight ends right now in this town. Max Williams, Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews. They each had three catches. Well, you don't know who's going to be the guy. Wait till Hayden Hurst comes back before you take advantage of that Ravens tight end spot. What about on the Bengals? We playing anybody from that roster? Yeah, I mean, I think uh -huh. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe fucking Mixon. He was, look, Baltimore's defense is good. Shut down Shady, which didn't seem very hard to do. But Joe Mixon looked great last week and he's going to keep doing that i think so i agree with you uh sitting dalton here baltimore's pass rush also looked very strong and uh andy dalton is just not a very good quarterback anymore i, I don't want to start many players on this Bengals team at all outside of joe mixon my big money league i've got both of those guys and uh I think I'm gonna have, yeah i'm gonna have to start mixing and college on thursday night on a short week that's either gonna put me in a Shitty spot to start the matchup or a really good spot if they can both find some room to run, maybe plug a touchdown or two in there. Good point here is just in general, running backs on Thursday night don't do well. It's a short week. In fact, they're, low, they're lower scoring games than, than most. So if you can avoid it, whenever you can avoid it, yes, avoid it. But like you said, Collins didn't get a whole lot of work. He should be fresh. Joe is beginning of the season. Joe Mixon looks so goddamn good. It's hard not to start him. Uh, give me a prediction. How's this game going to go? Who's going to win? What's the score? You know, if you listen to our uh, previous podcast, you know, I predicted Baltimore to be uh, a wild card team. So I'm going I'm to think they're going to win on the road 20-17 to 17 in a tough AFC North, North <laughs> <laughs> battle like a lot of those AFC North games are. You know, blood and sweat and banging. Hopefully that means a lot of carries for my two running backs, but that's I'm going Baltimore 20, Cincy 17. What do you got there, Dweezy? I agreed completely, except uh, I got 23 for Baltimore, Cincinnati 17. Same thing, low-scoring game. It's going to be a knockdown, dragout, defensive battle, battle on the ground for sure. Uh, you're not wrong about the AFC North. They get violent in these games, and this one's not going to be any exception. 
All right, fuckos, that is our Tuesday episode. Go get on your waiver wires, put in those requests, put in those bids, go get you some Chris Thompson and see if you can't goad somebody on your team into making a bad move, uh, picking up Darren Sproles or something. All right? All right. Fuck off. Assholes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.